This is a, this podcast is on safe and effective terminations or the criteria for a discharge of an employee. That commitment to excellence in work is necessary. Everyone must be worth more than they're paid. When that truism is not evident, and some employee action must be taken to correct it. I've terminated several people in my career, but I actually fired only three. With the others who were terminated under my authority, I just kept the score and did the paperwork. They fired themselves. Among those I actually fired, two people committed an egregious act against the company. I prosecuted one and the other made a deal. I will get to specifics here in a minute, but first I want to assure you that there are times when an employee needs to be removed. We will discuss how to determine that in a few minutes, but when that situation becomes apparent, you need to do it immediately. If you hesitate at that unpleasant task of dealing with an incompetent employee, ask yourself, how fair am I being with everyone else in the department who's doing their jobs? How fair am I being to the employee who probably struggles every day just trying to do something they can't do or who is wondering when the axe will fall? If someone is ineffective or incompetent or so hostile that no one wants to work with them, get them out of there. Do not You do not owe anybody a job that they can't handle or won't handle. You do not owe anybody a job if they refuse to maintain the standards. The other employees who must suffer with this person or correct their mistakes will appreciate the decision to remove the problem. To allow them to stay is to reward this behavior, and it signals that organizational standards and values are not really important after all. When a person is no longer effective and they cannot be transferred, or they can make a substantial contribution to the organization, they need to be separated, even if they don't, even if you don't have a replacement. It is better to leave a position vacant than to give it to somebody who can't handle it, or to somebody who won't handle it. And don't think your organization's policies make it impossible to fire someone for poor performance or acts of disgrace against the company. I've worked with many of those organizations, and I can tell you, as one of the senior executives told me, give me six months and I can fire the Pope. In most cases, and in in most states, you can fire someone for any reason. But if you don't have a good reason, you'll face unemployment compensation And maybe if the employee can show harm, the company may face an unlawful discharge suit. A climate of discipline within your scope of responsibility is recommended state that reduces the need to fire someone. Now, we've talked about the the, uh, climate of discipline in an earlier podcast, and we will review that again in another one later on. You will recall that discipline is the maintenance of pre-established standards of behavior and performance. I encourage you to listen to the podcast on relationships with the boss, employees, and peers. Well, there are three reasons a person needs to be fired. One, they can't get along with their fellow employees in management. Two, they can't do the work that's required of them because they just don't have the aptitude. And three, they have some outside situation that has overtaken their mind and motivation. So all behavior and performance problems is either a discipline problem or it's a training problem. And a good question to ask is, is this a training problem or is this a discipline problem? A training problem is when the employee just cannot perform at acceptable levels. Either that employee does not have the aptitude or the physical ability to perform 
the employee just can't catch on because new, new technologies or procedures have been introduced that are beyond the employee's training, education, and experience. Or a discipline problem, the employee will not comply with behavior standards or will not perform tasks according to the effective production standards, even though he or she has the skills. Forgive this vile example, but if I put a gun to their head and tell the person to do it or die and they can't do it to save their life, well, then that's a training problem. The proliferation of wrongful discharge cases has made firing employees extremely hazardous. The key to firing someone who cannot or will not perform or behave according to established standards is to follow the company's discipline and separation policies. Any deviation from established procedures could provide a basis for wrongful discharge claim. Whatever you do, you must comply with the company's termination policies, but more importantly, your policies must comply with numerous mandated federal laws, legislative or judicial actions, and your state's Fair Employment Practices Act and your state's employment security guidelines. You know, it seems to me that every time a gavel falls in a court somewhere in this world or in this country, uh, the human resources job changes. Even policies that are not mandated by legislation become legal in nature when referenced in court. In my private practice, I have witnessed many events where a disgruntled employee involved in a legal dispute or a current or a former employer showed that the company did not follow its own policies and some matters ruled in favor of the plaintiff in another matter, citing the company's practice of ignoring its own policies when it was to their convenience. Oh yeah, laws of the land require organizations to obey its own policies. Written policies that are not enforced are not policies, and authorities have ruled on the basis of past practices. The court will ask how you handle this, Previously, <clears throat> I will have more to or, I will have more on organizational policies in another podcast. <clears throat> Termination is the last resort. From time to time, it becomes necessary to discharge an employee. When you have done all you can do, but the employee just will not or could not perform, or their behavior or performance is not acceptable, you must take action. If the problem is performance or behavior, the supervisor should have taken the progressive discipline steps before hiring the employee. If you can save an employee, turn around their attitude and behaviors, you will have a more effective and cooperative employee in the long run. One line I have used with disgruntled employees is to say, look, I know you're upset over this, but are you willing to give up your medical insurance and other benefits to prove a point or to get even? I will cover more general information about determination in the balance of this podcast. The next podcast uh, will be called WIP, or Work Improvement Program. We want to save the employee if we can, and WIP offers a method for just doing that. I, I recommend transfer when the worker is not able to do the job originally assigned, but may have the desire and aptitude to function in another job or department after you've examined possible opportunities with other managers. I have witnessed many, many situations where an employee struggled in one job only to be transferred to another and excelled. But there may come a time when transfers only exasperate the problem. I work with a company where such a situation occurred. This person's separation came as a result of layoffs. The person was the friendly guy who served as part-time sheriff deputy. The supervisor remarked about his part-time deputy status 
as something that he could possibly orchestrate into a full-time job. About two years later, I was doing a series of lectures in the state university, and this guy was in my class. He came to me after class and pointed to his gold badge and said, look at this, I'm a sergeant already. For five years, I was kicked around from one job to another. I was not good at any of them. I was a laughing stock of the company. I did not feel I was a worthwhile person. I didn't even feel like a man. I couldn't quit because I needed the benefits. Professor, if they would have fired me when they should have, I would be a lieutenant today. Sometimes, maybe most of the times, if we set an employee free from a difficult situation experienced in one company, they can do much better in another organization. When you finally realize this job is not good for this specific person and this person is not good for the position, action to separate them must be taken. If your termination practice has been done properly, there should be no surprises on the part of the employee and consequently no need for conversation or justification. A termination should take only about five minutes or less. Frank, as you know, you and I have talked about your performance and we put you on a work improvement program. And we agreed if no objectives could be met, your relationship with the company would be over. Well, that's happened. Here's your separation papers and your final check. Let's begin by dealing with an employee who has not uh, hostile or deliberately been non-competent. They just can't bring up the performance level to the accepted standard. Before anyone is terminated, be sure you have the answer to these questions. Was the employee aware of his shortcomings and can you prove it? A progressive discipline is the safest and most correct method of building a case for discharge. The progressive discipline policy makes the employee aware of their shortcomings, provides opportunity to improve their behavior or performance, either through training or disciplinary action. Absenteeism, unacceptable work performance, etc., call for progressive discipline. For more fragrant, uh, fragrant, <laughs> fragrant, more flagrant offenses, oh yeah, this is a live podcast, such as stealing, drunk on the job, insubordination, etc., immediate discharge is usually called for. In any case, there should be no surprises on the part of the employee. I'll talk about progressive discipline in the next podcast. Did the employee know the rules and were those rules reasonable? The company should have a set of written shop rules and policies, even if they have a union contract. The common practice rules are usually not acceptable. All employees should be aware of the rules, policies, and procedures, and management should adhere to them. Rules have to be reasonable in light of ordinary employee work habits, but this can be tempered by the type of business the company is in. Was the employee properly trained, and can you prove it? Training for a position would begin with the orientation, then moved to the position where carefully programmed training systems are employed. That training should encompass progressive levels of accomplishment that brings the employee to levels of expected excellence. At this time, the employee is either going to handle the job or not. If not, either termination or separation is necessary. I'd like to get into this uh, training and orientation in a later podcast. I certainly hope I can I can do that. Because training should begin with orientation and should continue with tests until the employee can do the job. Did you give an employee an, an opportunity to improve? And can you prove that? Well, here we 
use the program called WIP, the work improvement. It was, was the employee aware of the consequences of continued poor behavior and performance, and can you prove it? This comes at the beginning of the WIP, and other times during the WIP is necessary. Employees should have fair warning when it appears that the improvement is questionable. Did you follow your organization's policies and procedures for progressive discipline, and can you prove it? I will deal with progressive discipline a little bit later on. And you notice, so keep coming back to this, following your company's policy. And you'll probably hear that again in this podcast and certainly in the, in the next ones. But it's important that you know what those policies are and you follow them. Did you check with human resources? Always keep human resources in the loop in all employee-related matters, but especially in matters of unsatisfactory performance or behavior. Once the termination has been concluded, the employee receives the separation notice. State law requires employers to furnish each separated, each separated employee with a separation notice within 24 hours of his separation. Human resources usually fills out the reports, but the supervisor needs to check to make sure it was done. The supervisor should review the copy that is retained in human resources file. Separation notices do not have to be given to an employee who has been in your employee less than a week or who will be recalled within seven days when a person is terminated uh, or separation is given to the employee. I need to make something clear here. Human resources should not fire anyone. Termination must be done by the person's supervisor. Only the one who has direct contact to the employee's performance and behavior is qualified to take that action. As we said, human resources should be involved to ensure policies have been followed and correct paperwork has been completed. The terminated employee needs to leave the premises immediately. I suggest you have someone escort the terminated employee to their workstation, if needed, then out the door and all the way to their car and watch them drive away and document the entire escort event when within the times and activities. Explain to the terminated employee, we do not do this because we're afraid something will be stolen or destroyed uh, for your benefit. Every sin committed within the last six months will be blamed on the person who has just been terminated. We can prove the employee did not disturb anything during this time because there was someone with him. If the terminated employee files an unemployment claim, the State Employment Security Office will notify the Human Resources Department. The Human Resources Department then must submit copies of the termination report and other information regarding the termination. Employment Security will hold a hearing at which the terminated employee and a representative of the company are present. The company representative must be the one who directly involved in the events that led up to the termination. Most managers involve the HR director. Okay, that does it for this podcast. I'll be coming back again with more information on this in the later podcast. But remember this, keep your company's policies and procedures in dealing with termination and follow them closely. Many an unemployment, unemployment compensation hearing has been lost because the company did not follow its own practices. And paying someone for not working for you is not a good idea. Wade Johnson. Good day. <laughs>